0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Winging It F1 podcast. I think this is episode 54 and it could be one of the shortest ones we have because we're basically doing it just because Lewis Hamilton has finally announced that he is staying at Mercedes for the 2021 4-1 season and it's just a one-year deal. Wow. I know. Shock. Uh, with me to talk about it, as usual, is Freddie Coates and Adam Dickinson. How have you been over the last few days, guys?
1: Yeah, good. I had a good first day of uni, and then this news lands out of nowhere. Um, but yeah, he's not—he's not resigned as a lot of news headlines have read. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's—I, it's very interesting, and I'm, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting into it.
2: There are a lot more talking points now that we've got an announcement rather than prior to it, which is not always the case. It's very intri- in- intriguing to why we have so many questions still about this hamilton mercedes relationship i'm quite good as well by the way would throw that in there
1: i'd say there's more talking points but not as big yeah like, there's, there's he not, has not many signs. answers yeah but the big question of will he be racing has been answered which i think was That's true at least to me the main one
2: yeah
0: so, yeah. we finally got the deal after months and months and months of talks and rumours yeah. and news about Alton. Actually, I better not get into some of what I just thought of. Uh, are we surprised? Are we? <laughs> I
2: am
0: now. What what, what have you
2: thought
0: of? <laughs> shouldn't have asked that. There was an article last week in a certain newspaper about Alton and
1: was it Racing News 365 or whatever it is? No. <laughs> <laughs> written by F one reporter. Um, yeah, I think I'm disappointed, actually. I kind of, what I'd hoped is that we'd like get to um, we'd get to Bahrain in April or end of March and like we still wouldn't know and they'd have had like Van Dorn doing testing and like <laughs> Hamilton would just be around the paddock wearing, you know, like neutral gear and and, like, you know, he'd missed practice. And then, like, just at, I don't know, like, 11 or, you know, like, between FP3 and um, Quali, then they'd like, oh, by the way, Hamilton signed a contract. Or, so yeah. I'm kind of disappointed that it's happened now. I think it's kind of a weird middle ground where they could have cleared it a pages ago and it would have been fine. Or they could have, like, kept going right up until the 11th or 13th hour and it would have been brilliant. So, yeah shame, really.
2: I know what Adam did... means about um about the fact that it's kind of like, it could have been so much, it could, it could have been even more fancy and fun, they could have messed us around even more, but also if nothing had been signed, there's, um, Valentin Origini, who writes for The Race, wrote a fantastic article about why fans want him to sign and don't want him to sign. Because like, a season without Hamilton, we spoke about this in an episode we did a week or two ago, about how then, you know, it could be a Bottas clinging on to a title Hopes from Verstappen or a Russell year. And, you know, you saw all the, the crazy craziness that went down immediately on the Monday morning before the Takir Grand Prix when there was an opportunity for George Russell to race um that weekend. And you know, a little bit of you kind of thinks, oh, this could be really fancy and cool, but also you just don't want there to not be the best driver on the grid. You want him to be there. And I think the fact that as Adam says it's comes come at kind of banging in the middle kind of worst time they can't mess around with the publicity anymore they can't because it just raises questions for a lot of it like we've said apart from the fact that he's going to drive um why is it one year why is there no option etc and um which we'll get to and it's it's too late in terms of just to make it normal so there's all there's so much that's gone on that's going to raise more questions and make it seem a, a stranger relationship than we've come to to know for Hamilton and Wolf, particularly for the past two or three years, which has been, you know, one of the, the best partnerships between team boss and driver I can remember.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Adam, why do you think it is only one year then?
1: I think Lewis is keeping his options open because I, I th- the rules are changing, and we've seen in the last rule change from twenty thirteen into fourteen that that can just rip up the hierarchy, and. If he thinks Mercedes are going down the same path that Red Bull did in 2013, where they're going from the dominant, you know, multiple consecutive world championships to, you know, one of the decent way behind the front runners, he doesn't want any part of that. So I think over the course of this season, he'll be checking in with Mercedes' progress, obviously. You know, I, th- I think ideally he'd want to stay with them if he thinks they can deliver a winning car for for 2022 and be- beyond. Um, but I think you know we having conversations up and down the paddock, and you know ev- every team, even Red Bull and Ferrari, who've got their kind of future number ones locked in, seemingly. I think every team on the paddock would. You know, if, if Lewis wants to talk about driving for them next year, we'd be happy to have that conversation. So I th- I think that's the case that he's keeping his options open, and if he doesn't think Mercedes can offer him a winning package for 2022, then you know he'll he'll ship out.
0: So it's not retirement; he'll move teams, is what you said. If Mercedes I, aren't driving,
1: I, I mean, he could retire. I think it's a possibility, mm. and I guess that might depend how the talks go and whether he wants to continue, but I think you know, just generally keeping his options open so that you know he doesn't end up marooned next year.
0: What do you think, Freddie cops
2: Well um age is just a number in sport really at the moment. Um mm. you look at Hamilton talk about the fact oh he's thirty six, he'll be thirty seven next year. If he stay if he signed a two year deal, he would be knocking on the door of thirty eight by the time he finished, that kind of thing. And um you know that doesn't really mean anything in my eyes to to any of it because I think Hamilton is at his best I think he's got better and better and better and there's no reason why he shouldn't continue to get better Um unless we're going to find out a lot more about how badly he got COVID or something but that didn't really seem to have effect, that affected what Lance Stroll for two races and Perez for two races and that's about it so in terms of them getting back on their feet and back to full strength so I don't think that's going to come into it I think oh, it's, it just seems to be yeah, like Adam says, keeping his options open. I don't think it's keeping his options open competitively because I think Hamilton has full faith in Mercedes. I think there's Mercedes have already mastered one rule shakeup in 2017, won every championship since then. I think if there's any team you'd have faith in to master another rule shakeup, it would be Mercedes because they're the ones who have mastered the past two. If you count the V6 turbo oh. hybrid one as well, so I think he would have full faith in the team. I think it's more just faith in himself his own personal beliefs catching up with him a bit and he's obviously got so much going on outside the sport um yeah. i wouldn't be surprised if he's looking at um the the global picture a bit more and yeah. the um the environmental scape of it scope of traveling around the world um for for uh, not for you know like as safe as it can be environmentally, if that makes sense, because uh, there were pictures released of him recently in LA, he's got his Porsche Taycan, his electric Porsche, he drives around in electric cars all the time, he's, you know, make sure everything in Mercedes is done with, you know, like, wooden pencils and pens rather than plastic and that kind of thing, and it's whether he just wants to negate his footprint whatsoever, and I wouldn't be surprised if that comes into a lot of it.
0: Mm. personally, I think they've done a one-year deal, just to do some kind of deal because they can't agree mm. I, I feel they can't yeah, agree yeah. in, in terms yeah. of length of contract, there's so many factors including the Covid factor as well you know, the world it doesn't look like it's going to get back to normal, at least for the next 4-5 months, probably long, a lot longer So
2: The world takes ages, UK yeah, well, yeah. maybe 5-6 months, the world though less so. We saw, yeah, exactly. if anyone follows politics, the, everything with vaccines is going well in the United Kingdom, but everywhere else it seems to be a little bit touchy still.
0: Yes, the vaccine programme is going well. <laughs> uh, no, Hold on, uh, Nigel, on your
2: vaccine. <laughs>
0: uh, I, yeah, I think they've done a deal just for the sake of it almost, and then come up September, October, they're going to see how things are. But I also wouldn't be surprised if Mercedes have got one eye on Verstappen, and, I, and by that I mean Verstappen over uh, have over Russell, because you know, there's a lot of talk oh, about okay. George Russell replacing Hamilton, possibly in the future, but I, I really think Mercedes want Verstappen, because I think Verstappen is the... is it's, it's going to be the best driver in the sport for the next, what, five, ten years, possibly, him and Leclerc 15. at least. Yeah. Whereas Russell, there's still that small uncertainty, I guess. So I, I think... Verstappen is a factor for, for Mercedes.
1: I I do think, yes, he might have full faith in Mercedes, but, you know, he's there's a difference between having full faith and it being certain. And we've seen last night Tom Brady winning at Super Bowl, his seventh Super Bowl at 43. He could have stayed at the Patriots and he would have been nowhere near the game. Instead, you know, he's moved out you know, and, that, and that's a dynasty that has been dominant far more than Mercedes in F1. I think, you know, every team in every sport is dominant until it isn't. And, you know, while we've seen what Mercedes can do and how they can adapt, you know, that is all in the past. And, you know, there, there's nine other teams out there who can potentially make a better job of it. And I think having his options open and, and being able to jump, to another team you know that's that could be a career defining move and if we see mercedes going back down the field you know a bit like he did with mclaren where it seemed like a really ridiculous decision to move to mercedes well not really ridiculous but it seemed like the wrong decision or you know a leap of faith and you know it's paid off handsomely i think you know there's the same same element here that for me i think he'd be foolish not to consider that because every great dynasty does fall eventually
2: I just don't see him moving to another team. We'll see Same. how the year goes. I can understand I can understand the whole the the argument that you know he's gonna want to win and Mercedes will stop winning. Mercedes are gonna stop winning at some point. But I think Mercedes are more likely to stop winning if they lose Hamilton rather than Hamilton um will stop winning with Mercedes. That's just how I see it. And I know um everyone looks silly for saying why is he leaving McLaren? Mercedes a fifth and McLaren a third. But yeah, McLaren w- were in front row lockout for the last race of 2012. and Mercedes were out not into Q3. So it's that was a gamble. That wasn't a good, at the time, wasn't considered a good move. And I just think it would be to, to now, if you take all of the facts, it's good to stay at Mercedes. And I think, yeah, like Nigel says, it feels a bit like they just they pushed a problem to to September rather than now. Yeah. And that could just be from Stefano Domenicali coming in and banging some heads together. And I really think that's probably more likely than them sitting down and saying, taking a step back, because that this would have had, that they would have taken a step back in December, because they they would almost agreed on a a new contract in August. So they've been pinnicketying that's that's now a word about um all of this for nearly as long as the contract is itself. So i kind of think there's i think that I think there's going to be there's uh, there's going to be more of a debate between Hamilton and Mercedes and Hamilton and I don't know Ferrari, say but mm. at some point
1: Mercedes won't be winning like yeah you know, so, yeah it's,
2: you're right, but I think everything more they've like done in the five past. years
1: from the line than one year mm. from the line but it will be you know at some point we'll be saying. Mercedes are going into the season, they should be dominating. We think they're gonna be on top. We think they're gonna be competitive. And as good as Hamilton is, if the car's half a second slower or a second slower, he can't do can't do anything in the championship. So yeah, I think we probably will never know the answer. But you know, or, or we might years down the line. But I think for years, me, he's gonna read the book. But I don't know. I think for me that would make sense from from the competitor's standpoint that he is. I
2: don't know. But I
0: think in by five... In terms of options, I think the option Hamilton, with this one-year deal, the option is retirement or to stay with Mercedes depending on who his teammate is, because I don't see him wanting to go up against Verstappen and possibly even Russell. Possibly. Although I think if that he, is more... If he doesn't
2: want to go up against Verstappen or Russell, he's not going to move to Red Bull. He's not going to move to Ferrari to go up against yeah. Leclerc. He's not going to move to Alpine to go up against um, Alonso. Maybe he could take Stroll in Aston Martin or Vettel, in Aston, not Stroll. Vettel, he could take Stroll, um, but um, like, I, I can't see him avoiding um, Russell and then going somewhere else to avoid that because there are still threats everywhere else. Ricardo, I can't Alonso, see him Leclerc, avoiding
1: so on. I can't see him avoiding a teammate though. I think you know he backs himself. He's clearly proven no a- over years of, of beating good teammates, world championship teammates, that he does have the standard. I don't think, I think, you know, if, if it was a complete toss at 50 50, then that might sway it. But I think he'd, he'd back himself to go in and be able to beat whoever he's alongside because that's his mentality. And, you know, he's backed it up with performances.
0: I would yeah, I, I buy that personally.
2: more. I buy it more that this is, yeah, I think. I bite more that Hamilton isn't gonna run. He's, he's a fighter. He will fight whoever he's given to fight. And we saw that to the last race, to the last court, last, you know, a magnificently slow sector in Abu Dhabi 2016, where he kept trying to back off Rosberg into Vettel. And we Hamilton's gonna fight whoever he whoever's there. And I think you know, we speak so much about relishing the fight. And you see that Hamilton, the happiest when he's come out of a race and he's beaten everybody he comes out of a race sometimes and he's like yeah it's a great race thanks for the team and that's a race that he's won by miles you see him when he's absolutely pumped and it's a rain like rain a race a race like space spain damn it, i cannot speak it's this race like spain in <laughs> 2017 where he passed vettel on track to take the victory and I just always remember the radio message he gave through that race. He's absolutely out of breath. He's pushing and pushing and pushing. A track that you've really got to heave the car around, especially in the heavy cars they got now. That um, when he won that, you know, yeah, the, the the beating, you know, the, another great, just completely um, pumps him up. And I think, as Adam says, he's not gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna want to decimate the staff, and he's gonna want to decimate Russell. In the way that he has done with Bottas, and that's why he loves Bottas.
0: <laughs> I, mean, I mean, personally, I don't think Verstappen wants to go up against Hamilton either. I, I think they both. Uh, I think want yeah, to I think it's worse that. Yeah. Like, it's, it's not just a Hamilton thing. I think all the top drivers wouldn't like to be in the same team. Personally, I feel so. It's definitely an yeah. easier
2: ride, but <laughs> I think yeah. I
1: can I can see him wanting to back out if he doesn't feel like he's going to be competitive you know, the package that he's getting going into next season wouldn't be competitive and he's kind of going to have two years winding down in the midfield or, you know, kind of fighting for the third spot on the podium. I can see that, that, you know, if he doesn't feel like him and the team coming into 2022 being able, being capable of winning a championship, that he might think, actually, what am I going to gain from this? But, and you know, kind of rebuilding a team takes a few years. He may have a few, few years, few more years. We don't know, but I think that would be a factor. But I just think if he's if he's a seven time world champion and he doesn't want to go up against Verstappen or Leclerc or Russell, that just doesn't kind of fit with me. I think. Yeah, it just and that's Michael why Leclerc would be
0: the same. I think,
1: but they're different
2: drivers and people. Yeah, Oof. they're all different people. I mean, if you look at Alonso, he's he's um, when he left Formula One, it was because he couldn't win in Formula One. That's fair enough. So he went and won somewhere else. He went and competed elsewhere Dakar, Indy 500, Weck, Le Mans, etc. He did all of that because he's a driver, he's a competitor, he's a, he's a racer. Um, Hamilton is all of that <laughs> for Formula One, but there's so much more to Hamilton than there is to the racing for Hamilton, and that's why I'm thinking about all the other alternative parts of his life um, there's such a big part of this in all of the statements they've gone on about um, with um the with tozo wolf uh, that they've organized you know for beyond what yeah. they've organized this year is a racing deal for hamilton for 2021 kaput done cool tick um, but what they've organized beyond is so much more with the hamilton commission um, that's that's being set up at the moment so much more to support hamilton's beliefs and i think that's a beyond with Mercedes. That's a commitment to Mercedes between, and Hamilton between the two of them. So the question then is, does Hamilton want to stop racing mm. but carry on working with Mercedes for all of these diversity programs, all of these um, ecological programs? And I think that puts half a nail in a coffin for me for his racing career for 2022, but not for his ambassadorial career. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I think that's, that's good points.
1: The only other thing I'd say is kind of thinking back to when Jensen Button left Braun, obviously Team Brackley, to go to McLaren. And he said that was because he, kind of the meetings he was having with people and he saw Mercedes was coming in, but it was, they weren't kind of bringing their expertise in. It was going to be kind of a sponsor-funded team for the next season. And that's kind of why he didn't feel, you know, like he was able to go on. I think that might be another thing, you know, if Mercedes... Minios, yeah, you know, if there's kind of a, a reduction of backing or something like that, you know, the financial situation mm. changes, which you know, it, this year, more than any other, you know, is, is a possibility. I think that might be the other kind of thing that's weighing well, on mind. The,
2: the financial backing is, I think, at Mercedes probably the most secure that it's ever been because they've got yeah. a discount of two hundred and fifty million quid to what they spent the past two years. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, like you say, with Button and Braun. Braun had no money to develop the car in the first place. So they yeah. weren't going to be competitive for the, for the for that year. So they weren't yeah. going to be competitive for 2010 anyway. So Hamilton's at least got the um security of it's still a third Mercedes, it's still a third, it's now a third Ineos and a third Wolf ownership. And I think Mercedes obviously still putting their name on the ticket. Um and I think, yeah. Like I say, I think it's more Hamilton pushed than Wolf push. Wolf did say in an interview um, that he wants it to be a two-year deal because he doesn't want to do it all again. <laughs> <had a> <laughs> mm.
0: So both drivers, both, both Mercedes drivers, Valtteri Bottas and Hamilton, are out of contract at the end of the year. So what do we think the lineup is going to be next year?
2: Bottas and Russell. Yeah. Oh, that's. it. I think so. I think based on what I've said, I think Hamilton's going to announce a retirement and do a farewell tour I, I don't feel comfortable with i'd rather once he says he's going to leave he should leave because you know back of your mind that kind of thing but um it's uh it's like yeah you don't want it to be anything bad happen after you've really said this will be your last one etc but um i kind of think he'll do a farewell kind of tour and have a a big 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 send-off
1: ah oh, this is a difficult one so, I, um, Russell has to be in, like, he, he's either got to be in or he's leaving the Mercedes programme. Um, yeah,
2: yeah, you're right.
1: And, you know, I'd, it's just not a good move to, you know, cut him off when, you know, you've got Bottas, who isn't in, in the top echelon of drivers, and Hamilton, who's 37, going on 38 for 2022. Maybe, maybe I've got that wrong. Um, no, but, yeah, I think Russell and Hamilton, like... It just seems the most. I think there is, yeah. I think I think Russell's more nailed on than Hamilton. I'd say, um, mm-hmm. but you know, I think I just kind of back the competitor in Lewis and in Mercedes to be able to, you know, be willing and able to go forward and, and fight for potentially a ninth world title and tenth, no ninth for Mercedes too. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. I think that's it. I wouldn't be surprised if it was Russell and Bottas. I think I'd be surprised if it was Hamilton and Bottas again. Well, that's that's interesting. as
0: usual, we've got to be all bit different on this podcast. So I'm going to go Verstappen and Russell.
2: That would be really exciting. <laughs> Actually, that no, Verstappen and Bottas.
1: No,
0: Verstappen and Bottas. I think both are, both are possible. Verstappen so, so, and Bottas or Russell.
1: So if it was... Verstappen and Bottas. Sorry, Verstappen and Russell. Would that be them bringing both of them in and just doing a shootout to see who they want to keep on? Because that's what oh, a, no. a
2: long-term. The I
0: think Russell no, would be number I think
2: Russell would
0: be number two. Really? In my opinion, yeah.
2: I Based reckon. on driver skill, I I think personally that's what would happen. But I think they would, they would. I think you've seen with um, if if you had those two, I think yeah, Russell fall to number two. But we've seen so much with um. Mercedes, how much they adore having a pleasant re- working relationship in that team. Mm. They are so scarred still by Rosberg and Hamilton <laughs> trying to. I, I trying think to, it'd be a Rosberg and Hamilton situation if yeah. if you get that. If, if it's and Russell and Verstappen, they're going to want to do one over on each other every single practice yeah. lap, and,
1: and you're going to it's...
2: you're going to lose you're going to lose more than you're going to gain with that. Um, I think, yeah, that. I mean, it's,
0: I mainly say that because I don't think that Stappen will stay with Red Bull. I think
2: that's a whole other podcast.
0: Yeah, but that's a whole, whole other thing. Yeah, yeah. A
2: although
1: fight. I guess again, it depends how he thinks they're shaping up for 2022. If he thinks they've nailed it, depends if have the engine. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, there is that, but I think you <laughs> yeah. know, it, it, is, it is a reset, and you know, in, in many ways, it's. We've got to start from zero and, you know, it could be could be any team or any of the top teams with kind of backing and competence that could come out of this on top. So, I think I can see Verstappen in staying and in, in looking at that.
0: Yeah, all right. Uh, last point, just going to backtrack a bit. So, out of Hamilton and Mercedes, which party has won with this one-year deal,
2: do you think? Uh, There's a lot of caveats to this. I'll let Adam go <laughs> first. Um, I think Bottas and Russell have both
1: lost. That would be the first thing that I'd say. Mm -hmm. Um, Out of those two, I think Hamilton wins because he gets a tilt at a very achievable eighth world title and he gets the chance to dive out at the end of the season if he doesn't think it's going well. I think Mercedes, I think they do win, but kind of not as much Short as Hamilton, land. because Hamilton is... If, if Hamilton wasn't there, Mercedes still have a decent chance at winning the world title or winning two world titles over the season. Whereas, obviously, if Hamilton isn't there, then he doesn't have that chance. So, I think it's a positive for both, but I think Hamilton wins out of it. Obviously, we don't know the finance and stuff or, or all mm-hmm. of that
2: side, but yeah, I'll go Hamilton. I think um, it's kind of like a half win for both. In the half win that they've got Hamilton in the car for a year, and the half win for Hamilton that Adam says he's got the get out if he wants, and he's clearly got his point across to make it a one year deal because there's clearly um, there's clearly some niggles there. Um, I disagree on the Bottas Russell point. Adam says that that's a loss. I think it in the short term, medium term, it gives Bottas and russell more opportunity to have a world championship under their belt for 2022 to at least fight for it without a hamilton in the car in the other side of the garage because i think um you could say yeah maybe this year they'd do it but i think you know it's incredibly unlikely that hamilton wasn't going to be in the car and i think if you look at um what everyone was talking about was either a two-year deal for hamilton or or nothing and i think the for bottas and russell um to have that opportunity potentially for um, an opportunity to lead the Mercedes team in 2022 into a new era, that's going to be a win for them.
1: If Hamilton doesn't sign the contract this year, I think it's even less likely that he comes back in 2022. So I think Bottas and Russell have both lost a chance to fight or kind of be favourite for the title this year. And also Hamilton's still out the team. He's still in the
2: sport. I kind of yeah. think, but for Bottas, if if Hamilton had stayed and stayed more, then Bottas I think would have been out and Russell would have been in. But this gives Hamilton, Bottas an opportunity to, to stay for 2022. Outstay out is welcome, and then have another chance then, if that makes sense. Yep. If but... Hamilton then walks, it is reliant
1: on a few <laughs> oh, things. <good. laughs> so, do you see Hamilton taking this year out and then coming back into
2: Mercedes for 2022? I really have not made myself clear, have I? Um,
1: <laughs> I said no.
2: Hamilton's obviously got a contract for 2021. If he walks at the end of 2021, that's it. Hamilton's out, and that means a Bottas-Russell lineup and an opportunity for both of them to lead the team then in 2022 and beyond. That saves Bottas's career potentially because I think if if, if Hamilton stays for 2022 and does a second year from what we're talking about now. Um, signs a new contract, a new one-year deal for 2022, then um, Bottas would be out and Russell would be into that seat at Mercedes, and it would be a 2022 Hamilton-Russell lineup. But I think Hamilton's going to walk at the end of 2021, which means I think it's going to be a Russell-Bottas lineup, which means it's a win for Russell and Bot- Russell and Bottas because neither of yeah. them have to go up against Hamilton, and they can lead the Mercedes team much easier if need so be. You, so you Adam's think they would because?
0: it would have been well, this year that that would have, it would have happened a year earlier basically but up so awesome. are you are you yeah, saying it's that it's a win because, because it's, later
1: down the line are you, are you saying it's a win because it's two uh, one year rather than two yes okay
2: i was viewing it as if they <laughs> had signed if it's a no year it would still be a win but a one year is still a partial win if it's a two year it's a loss
0: oh my god Don't that's kind
2: circles <laughs> i make sense in my mind
0: uh i think that, that, Gen- I think they genuinely both win. I think the- Hamilton wins because you can see how he feels, whether he's still the best, number one driver or not, and Mercedes get to see uh, the same as well, whether Hamilton is still able to go on for a few years. If not, they can bring in Verstappen as early as next year. So that's how I see it, I think. Yeah. Any other points? <laughs>
2: um no no oh. not really. I'm, really I'm glad to see Hamilton back though I, am. I think I'm Formula it's... One wins
1: I th- I, it would have been an amazing championship if it wasn't if Hamilton wasn't in it would have been a genuinely intriguing title fight still could be <laughs> yeah. but it won't but you know <laughs> see, seeing Hamilton racing again you know I I think that's a win for for the fans and getting to see that and
2: you know one more year, maybe becoming the outright championship holder.
1: I think we're learning
2: important. to savor him as we watch him. A lot of people have blocked Hamilton in terms of like oh he's he wins all the time, it's boring, but we're learning to savor one of the greatest Formula One drivers of all time. yeah, absolutely,
0: both great points there, so you get to see Lewis Hamilton for at least another year, I completely agree. I think it's great for the sport to have arguably the greatest driver of all time around for another season. Uh, That's it for this podcast. Thanks for listening to it. Uh, Check out our last two episodes where we talked about whether Howardson is the greatest British sports person or not. And if not, who is? Uh, Apart from that, we'll see you next week or next time.
1: Cheers. Bye. Bye
0: Bye-bye.